I know that there are some theories, oh, well, your kids should not, you know, you shouldn't argue in front of the kids. Well, that's real life. You mm-hmm. are going to argue. And I think that's a lot of a folks issue when you, when they get married, life is going to hit you. It's not always going to be smooth. Hello and welcome to the How to Relationship podcast, the podcast where we find out how to make relationships last from couples who are making it work. My name is Anais Musia and I'm your host. On today's episode, we have Susan and Robert Barton. And as usual, I learned a lot from them and I hope you will too, especially a lesson in just because you might not agree all the time doesn't mean that you need to just end the relationship. <laughs> that was a really important thing to learn, uh, especially in today's culture, I feel like people kind of end relationships a little too quickly. They don't want to work on it, but enough from me. Let's get into the episode. Hello, Susan and Robert. Thank you so much for joining me on the How to Relationship podcast. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> for the audience, before we start, just, uh, you know, how long have you guys been together? How long have you been married? Well, let's see. We've been married go- almost 27 years right? We did the math the other day. And we've been together 2930. Something like that long time. Yeah, pretty long time goes by fast, by the way. Sometimes sometimes (laughs) it seems like it's dragging by but so let's start at the beginning. How did you guys meet? I was actually dating someone else. And um, I was in the mall and it happened to be, you know, doing some shopping. I I saw a friend of mine and she said, Hey, are you still dating so and so? And I said, Yeah, but why? And she said, well, I have this guy that's perfect for you. And I did say, the first thing I said was, well, what kind of car does he drive? Because really that gives you a lot of, um, well, that tells you, not that, not that I'm materialistic, but it tells you something about someone's drive. No, no pun intended, right? But um, so she told me and I said, well, okay, you know, show me a little bit more about him. And um, he's a chiropractor. So he was in chiropractic college or about to start chiropractic college. And so he was waiting tables at a restaurant uh, that we, we loved around this area. It's called Casa Light. And so anyway, I said, yeah, give him my number, you know. And um, so how did you hear about me? He called me and told me about the encounter. My <laughs> friend was dating his friend. They waited tables together. Oh. So then he calls me. Yeah. And yeah. it was instant. He fell in love. Inst- I'm just kidding. So we, <laughs> we planned a date. But I had a list. So I had a whole list. If you didn't pass my test, I didn't, I didn't date you. Oh. And so uh, I, you know, I just did, you know, I think women, we sell ourselves short a lot. And um, I think we date sometimes for various reasons. And you know what, then you fall in love and you're stuck. So if someone does not pass your test, don't date them because you might fall in love, you know, so don't even start it. And uh, so we had planned this day, a picnic, and which I thought a picnic, I mean, God, all right. But he had been taking girls out to all these like fancy places and he was sick of that. You know, he wasn't really impressed with anyone. And he had, he had broken up with a a young lady recently. And anyway, um, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to sneak in and look at him at Casale. I'm going to take a peek. So my friend and I went in. Well, I wasn't banking on the fact that his friend would say, was working at the same time and say, hey, that's her, you know. Oh. So um, he came over to the table and introduced himself. 
And I, I asked, I gave him my test. I asked him all my questions just like that. Wow. Put him on the spot. Yeah. So I, I had a plan and I answered the questions and I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess that's, it, it kind of went from there. We yeah. ended up, well, we, the castle thing was, uh, the first time we saw each other and then we went on the date. Mm-hmm. For context, um, how, like how old were you guys at, at that time? I was 18. Oh, yeah. right. I, was yeah, eight, I guess I, I was, I think I was 18. Right at 20. Yeah. yeah. So pretty young, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, really young. And Susan, can you, you know, for anyone who's curious that's listening, like, can you tell us some of the questions that were part of your test? Or do you well, remember? Yeah. What are your short, short-term and long-term goals? Where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, how do you think that a, a husband or a father best loves his children? And he nailed it. He got wow. it. I mean, he just, boom, to this day, I'll never forget it. He said, the best thing that a father can do for his children is to love their mother. Off the wow. bat. I'm like, hmm, okay, this guy has it together. I like it. And, um, and he's handsome. He was really, the odd thing about us is that in high school, he was, describe yourself. A nerd. <laughs> he, was, he grew into himself. Now, had I gone to the same high school, I would have seen his magic, right? I would have seen that in him. But nobody else did. And, I mean, I saw it, you know. Um, but he, he grew, like he, he grew these big muscly shoulders and he, he, they're, look, he's going to smile. See, look, he loves when I brag about him. (laughs) And so he had this beautiful physique and this narrow waist and a nice rear end. And, uh, I was like, dang, I mean, he, you know, well, I think that you should always date someone who's bigger than you so that you look smaller. That's just my, <laughs> that's just me. So, you know, that, that worked out great, but no, um, he was able to answer my questions and, you know, he hates answering hypothetical questions. Now he can't even stand it, but that's how do you, you, that's the best way to project something is to think, okay, well, I, I have kind of, I still live my life that this is, this is plan A, but what's, what's B and C I'm very spontaneous. You know, so it sounds like I'm rigid because I like a backup plan, but I'm not rigid. I don't think I'm rigid at all. Do you? Um, depends on the day. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think I'm rigid. Gotcha. I, think I think I'm the most flexible person ever. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, you don't think so? I, I think you're flexible. I think you, um, I'm probably more rigid once a plan is put into place and then, you know, executing that plan. Whereas you may decide what to go eat and then decide on the way there, let's go eat something else. <laughs> yeah, he won't do that. It's like his taste buds get set and I'll say, oh, you know what? No, let's don't eat barbecue. Let's, <gasps> let's go check out this new burger place or, you know, something like that. He, he doesn't really do that. But he's very, he is very regimented. So he eats like the same couple of things for breakfast every day. Um, he wakes up at the same time every day. I don't do that. Um, I need him. Because I kind of would be, well, I don't know. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't say I would be like, you know, whatever, because I'm a pretty, I think I'm a driven person. Um, but I do tend to get, he calls it sticky. I don't manage my time as well as I could. He's a great manager of his time. 
Okay. Because he doesn't allow anything to interfere. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, a kid come, comes in with their finger hanging off. Uh, well, you're not on my schedule. I'll be to you in a minute. But That's extreme. That's, but. No, but that's true. You don't. Whereas I, if you call me with an issue, or I know you really, I'm going to allow you to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my time if you need me. And so, and, and being a parent, um, which I never even wanted kids, neither did he. <laughs> so we have four daughters. Um, and I mean, we, you know, we loved them. I wouldn't say we didn't want kids. We didn't want kids when we had kids per se. At that time. Oh, well, no, for me, I, mean, I could never see myself being a parent, really. It's, I, and see, I don't like being stuck. I don't like commitment, which is weird because we've been married for long. <laughs> well, I don't like, I like being able to get out of a situation. I don't, I like options. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I, I want options. I don't like that feeling of being trapped. And if I am in a situation, I'm going to give it 150%. I, I can't, I can't stand anything that's done halfway. Um, mm-hmm. I, I you know, so in being a, a parent, even though I've made tons of mistakes, please, you know, uh, I, I feel like, you know, our, we have these amazing kids because if I'm going to have to step up to the plate, I'm going to swing with all my might, you know? And so I was tasked with raising my daughters and we were, and I think that's a key component to our relationship. We were talking about that the other day, like what keeps us together? Because we fight, we don't bicker. Hmm. We don't nag. I mean, we, Fight. You get into it. <laughs> oh yeah, knockdown dragouts. Oh. That's what we call it in the south. And um, but we do get it out, and our kids have seen us argue. And you know, people, I know that there are some theories. Oh well, your kids should not. You know, you shouldn't argue in front of the kids. Well, that's real life. You mm-hmm. are going to argue, and I think that's a lot of a folks' issue when you when they get married. Life is going to hit you. It's not always going to be smooth. It, I mean, at least that's my experience. And you don't know what's around the corner, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think in, in our kids uh, being a part of seeing our disagreements and then seeing us come together and, and with the resolution and work it out, you know, that it's helped them to be very well-rounded. You know, we have mm-hmm. our 26-year-old who's married. I mean, just, you know, our 23-year-old got married in December. We couldn't have hand-selected better young men for them. Um, my son-in-law, you know, with the kids, my daughter with the two babies, an excellent dad, very hands-on parent. Um, and then we have a 16 year old and our, our real surprise baby's 10, you know, mm-hmm. so we've been doing the parent thing a long time and it is tiresome, but what do you get out of being a dad? Uh, I enjoy the, um, you know, as, as the family matures, and we have the older children and, and their life experiences. I, I really enjoy spending time with them and the grandkids and, and the diversity of our family with the, with the 10 year old all the way to Brooklyn being 26 and grandchildren. I mean, it's, there's a lot going on and I look forward to, you know, just a lot of good times in the future. So it's, it's worth, it's worth all of the, uh, you know, the, the trying times in order to, to be able to, have the the fruit, you know, it's like we're, it's finally bearing fruit. It's almost like a tree in the sense that mm-hmm. it takes a long time to grow up and be real strong, you know? So, but at, at some point it becomes so strong, you can't even knock it over. So, and I can kind of feel like that's the fruit that we're bearing now. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. 
I like that. And, I like to hear him talk. He sounds smart. Yeah. He is smart. No, I'm and, just kidding. <laughs> and I just wanted to say that, like, um, you know, I think it, the it is. I mean, I'm not saying like it's. Please go fight in front of your kids. But when it happens, I, I feel maybe like that's what maybe a lot of couples kind of give up too easily because they think like the relationship has to be perfect. If you have a fight, that means it's over. Like you have to, I think you have to learn how to resolve conflicts. We do. And you know, my grandmother, my mom's mom was married four times, I think. And she said, and this is something that is very ingrained in me that you trade once you, you, the grass is greener where you water it. If you know, And so you trade one set of problems for another. No one's perfect. And so now I'm not saying ever, you know, stay in an abusive relationship or anything like that. But I mean, we've mm-hmm. faced some, I think some really trying times that we, I mean, we don't have time to talk about in 30 minutes, but some, sometimes I think that would have tested a lot of people. A lot, I don't think a lot of people would have made it through some of the things that we've been, we've been through. And uh, we worked together, we built a business together. And so you know, we started that 22 years ago. And um, when it's up to two people to bring home the bread and butter, it weighs on both of you. And when you work together, you bring the same problems home. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we've been through some things that uh, normal couples haven't been through. And um, I'm not, we, I don't think we've always handled it perfectly, but you know, like you said, we are still together. And I think there are just some fundamental things that keep us together. Our faith, um, you know, we're, we are believers and we are, we, we're God fearing. Um, and we, we did, t- you know, we made vows to each other and, um, you know, we do take those seriously. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny that our, our kids were drawn to, to people who um, have these, who come from families like kind of like ours, you know, these, these strong, you know, families. And, um, now I will say my, our oldest son-in-law, his parents are deceased, but, um, our, our second son-in-law, you know, we're very close to his parents and whatnot, but, um, we've had some trying times for sure. I think a lot of, most people would have given up. What advice, like from what you've learned, like in terms of handling conflict, what would you, what would your advice be for other couples? You go first. <laughs> Handling conflict. Um, well, I think it's important to meet them head on, meet conflict head on and not not sweep it under the rug. Uh, I think mm-hmm. people get into habits in terms of how they interact with each other. Um, you know, I, I think we unconsciously can react to the your spouse or your other your other person in a consistent negative way that if you just flip that around and, and was more positive. So sometimes if you're irritated about something and, and it comes across to your spouse as negative, they interpret it as, as something it's not. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that a hundred times or, uh, or more, you know, on a very consistent basis, it gets you into a rut or a pattern. And I think small things over long periods of time have a dramatic effect on relationship. So if you flip that around and, and you just change your tone a little bit and it, and it's more positive, um, you know, it, it, it gets interpreted more positive and then you have a, a lot of more positive interactions and you almost forget about the negative interactions. So we've gone through many cycles in our relationship where we get into very positive cycles 
And then we kind of get into negative cycles where, you know, one person's interpreting the other incorrectly and, but it kind of spirals to a point where you have to fix it. So I think that would be my advice is just small things over long periods of time have big effects. And Mm -hmm. if those small things are negative, then you're going to get that reward. And if you, if they're positive, you're going to get that reward. So it's like, I think on a really just day to day, minute to minute, basis i mean you should try to be positive with the other person he makes that sound easy though and it's not and i think a big piece of advice that i would give um your listeners is to know how to relate to one another because Mm -hmm. everyone has a different love language have you read the book um the five love languages so you know my love languages are touch and words of affirmation and Mm -hmm. so he by nature is not a real touchy person I want, I touch everybody, you know, I want to hug. I want, I don't care about court. Let me hug you. I want to love you. That's how I show my, that's why I hate shopping online even because I want to touch it. I want to feel it. It just, there's something about that for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and words are very important. I would rather you just punch me right in the face than say something to me that is going to last a lot longer. Um, you know, so words really affect me. And so there have been times in our relationship uh, that I, I didn't understand why I didn't feel like he loved me because mm-hmm. there and, and people need to know. I, I mean, I would believe that most people who've been married as long as we are, have gone through times like that. Um, but we certainly have. And I remember sitting in church and, and we don't, I mean, we don't go to church all the time now, but still faith is a very important part of our life. And we, you know, we pray and our kids do go to, to uh, a Lutheran school, uh, the little kids, but, um, I can remember sitting in a church service years ago and, you know, feeling like the loneliest person And here he's next to me and I'm in a room full of people and, and feeling completely alone. And, Mm -hmm. and because touch is something that you see. So I would look at church and I would see other men put their arms around their wives or hold their hand Mm -hmm. or things like that. And that's something that will still like bring me to tears because I remember feeling that lonely. And that's a, Mm -hmm. that's a hard thing because you feel like, well, I mean, it's almost worse to be in a marriage where you feel that way. Um, cause then you're, you're, you feel stuck, you know, if you're dating, well, you could get all those things. You could get all the feels and all the touch and all that. But then, but now I'm in a, a relationship where I have someone who doesn't, that doesn't come natural to them. And mm-hmm. so that took a lot of, um, I would say a lot of work and I mean, it, it did. Right. Yeah. I think we have to meet people where they are and, you know, we don't always have the self-awareness enough to realize that we're not where they, we're not where they need you to be. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, I think being aware of how we come across or having self-awareness is another big piece of advice, you know? Um, And I'm curious, Robert, what is your uh, love language or. I don't know, actually. He is, a, he's very, he's a complicated person. Okay. <laughs> I guess it depends on the day. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm not a touchy feely person. No, personally. no. I, I think he's gotten much better at that. And you know, mm. what I learned is I just decided at, at one point, um, because what you, what it made me, it made me feel rejected mm. and nobody likes to feel rejected, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I would throw fits. I mean, I remember one time I took all this close to his mom's house. I'm like, done. No, no. 
look, oh no, you don't even know some of the things that we she was like, I mean, you know, we've, we've had some, some trying times and it's hard. And now I look back and I see him as a young person trying to learn these, how to meet someone's need when it, it doesn't come natural to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did decide at one point, well, I'm just going to start expressing my love languages to him. And so I'm going to start touching him. I'm going to start saying nice things, you know, making sure he has a little note here or there, try to be encouraging. And I think in doing that, it, it he got used to that. So oh. when I don't do that and I don't, I don't, and I'm not touchy feely, he's like, what's wrong? You know, what's oh. the matter or, or whatnot? Um, I wouldn't agree with that. You don't agree with that? No. Okay. Well then what? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't have a, a reaction to, to the, the lack of those things. I'm, I'm more sensitive to just how you react to things that you might be aggravated about that you, that you kind of, I feel like you blame on me, but I don't well, have actually, nothing to do with me. Like what? I mean, that, well, just the other night I'm in the bathroom and she she walks in the bathroom, like almost, you know, I mean, it didn't slam the door open, but she walks in. I'm literally you can't taking slam the door open because shower. Opens. I understand. She goes, well, I've been out there knocking on the door for a long time. In other words, trying to get in the house. And I'm like, okay, well, how am I supposed to know that? I can't hear the door. That's all I said. I can't, I can't I hear the, the doorbell. I don't know that you don't have a key. I mean, I have a key. I don't think that another adult because doesn't have a so key Because you're so regimented all the house. time. I'm, I'm, I don't always take my keys with me. So, I, oh. so it's just, a, it's, the statement is like, as if it's my fault that she's been out there knocking on the door for a long time. Well, okay, but and you very just, easily could say, right? You could say, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's well, it. He doesn't do that. It, do you? It, it has to do. No, he well, doesn't do that. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for, for what? I mean, sorry okay, that I'm you sorry that, I'm didn't sorry. have a key. Yeah, what or? did he do? You say, I'm sorry, yeah. babe, and then we go, we, we go to bed. What does he do? He gets out of the shower. He puts his neck brace on, his breathe right strip. He's in his boxers, and he decides he's going to try to tell me like it is. <laughs> no, and it's so hard to take him serious. With the um, whole thing and the well, when, when they get old, instead of a CPAP, they use breathe right strips because they, they allow you to breathe better. Um, he snores. Uh, don't snore. We literally he went snores. to a ear, nose, and throat. I sleep with today. you. You know yeah. what he says? Oh, I sleep great, Susan. Well, yeah, you do because you keep me up all night snoring. People snorers don't know that they're snoring. They keep everyone else up. All right. So I just wanted to go uh, a little bit back to when you guys had met and all that stuff, because we didn't really finish the story. And I kind of want to get that for the listeners. So when, like, how long were you guys dating when you realized that, that you loved each other and you wanted to continue the marry journey. the other person? You're, you're like, this is my person. How did you know? When did you know? Like, how long had you been dating? Well, I'd say about a year and a half. Two years at the most? Well, we were married at two years. So, but when did you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so maybe a year. We, we were pretty inseparable in, in the beginning. We spent every day together, mm. you know, so, um, so it didn't take, didn't take very long. I don't think, but I don't know those time frames. I, I tend not to remember a lot of details in the past and I purge them. Oh, like okay. He's like a drive, like a hard drive. So, do you remember the your proposal at all? Yeah, we we had a, a we had a bunch of mementos that 
we had sort of collected, um, you know, she likes cards and notes and things of that nature. So I put all those together into a, into a book, which I believe we still have. And, um, we went, we went through all of those memories, um, and then kind of culminated into the last page, which was, you know, will you marry me? And, uh, oh. and then we, uh, we got married in Galveston, which is not too far from where we are now. She, she had ideas on what she wanted, uh, the, the ceremony to look like in the church. And she didn't want a church that would potentially be torn down. So we were married in a, in a historic property, the Trinity Episcopal church, and then our, our oldest two daughters were, have been married in the same church. So that's it's been kind of neat as well. So they, they consider us frequent flyer right. uh, at the church. And it's a very sought after church, in fact, because it has a center aisle and it's 150 or 60 years old. And it has an organ kind of all throughout the church. And, um, you know, they, they've taken very good care of us uh, for, the, for the two weddings and allowed us to use the facility for almost nothing. So our other two daughters want to get married there as well. But yeah, it was a nice, really nice, uh, you know, evening, the wedding and our honeymoon and all those things. And <laughs> we had a great time. Well, we did, we showed our risk taking um, on our honeymoon. We lost all of our money. We, we gambled. We, yeah, we went to oh. Reno. And we, we went uh, to Lake Tahoe and drove to Reno. Oh. Yeah. So in the beginning, we were uh, definitely some <laughs> some risk takers. So we literally mm-hmm. lost all of the cash that we had, and we had to credit card it for the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And that was back oh. in the day where you couldn't just get access to money yeah. like you can now. You know, uh-huh. just like they had ATM wow. machines, but we just it wasn't as easy as as it is now to transfer <laughs> money from one account to another account, so on and so forth. It was this actually probably helped us because we would have we would have blown through that money. We would have blown through more money. So oh, wow. we took our last 20 and we just decided, well, I mean, red or black, <laughs> not the roulette. Right? I don't think it was 20. I think it was a hundred. Was it a hundred? It was the last hundred dollar bill that we had. And we bet red or black it landed on green. So <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, that was. That so was... nonetheless, that's, that's how that went down. Susan, you had mentioned earlier about how you like, you know, you're kind of, you like options and that you don't like commitment. So what, cause uh, I mean, no, there's a lot of people who can kind of relate to that in terms of relationships. So how, how did someone who likes options and doesn't like commitment, how were you able to like, what made you be okay with being married? Or, or All right. I'll be very honest. And he knows this. He passed the test. Mm. So it didn't, I'm not saying that he wasn't attractive. I've already said he was very attractive, um, but that's not, I don't care about looks. At the end of the day, wouldn't have mattered what you look like. It mattered if you passed my test because I knew I wanted a certain life. And I, I think that a lot of women in particular, we don't have a personal constitution. Uh, and if we do have one, we don't stick to it. We make exceptions or we think, oh, well, you know what? When we marry them, they'll change. No, no, they won't. Because I saw, I saw that I saw examples throughout my life, and if someone has a problem, you have a problem with a with a man when you're marrying him or when you're dating him. It, it amplifies when you get married. When you have kids, like a lot of people think, oh, we'll have a baby that'll bring us closer together. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It makes things harder because now you have another human being and you have responsibility to share for a human. You know, he was what I needed in my life. I knew I want. I did know I wanted a mate. I knew I didn't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I didn't, I thought he was, he was pretty, he was one of a kind. And I mean, I had, even though I was young, I had dated a lot, you know, I mean, I would have a date for breakfast. I would have a date for lunch. I'd have a date for dinner. Um, and still friends with a lot of the folks I dated, which is kind of odd, but we, I wasn't a promiscuous person. Um, you know, like one of my good friends that, I mean, we dated and, um, his son ended up dating one of our daughters, you know? Um, so we're still, you know, we're, we're still all kind of, you know, friends, but, um, in fact, that fellow that I was dating when I met him, I just went to his, we went to his grandfather's funeral last week, you know? So, um, but that's it. That's the answer in a nutshell to your question. He passed the test. That's why I knew, um, I knew he was what I, I needed. Do you and think so, you guys uh, balance each other out? Because you said you're, you're very different. So you're like, very, very different. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're different for sure. <laughs> we're uh, definitely, I think we're about as different in many ways. Um, we enjoy a lot of the same things. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as just how, how we go about our days and just, <laughs> just kind of the small things. I mean, we're, we're definitely very different. The the only reason I regiment things is you don't have to think about them. So Mm. if you don't have to think about, you don't have to plan for a breakfast, for example, I have about three different things that I eat and I always just have them. You you know what I mean? It's easy to stay ahead of it. Makes it a little easier. (laughs) Yeah. It makes it a little easier. You don't have to think about it. So it, it frees you up to think about other things. Um, instead of always having to scramble around, figure out where your keys are, figure out if your phone is charged. Oh, my phone's not charged. Oh my God, it's an emergency. What talking about. Um, <laughs> it's like, how is your phone not charged? You know, my phone's never not charged. It just doesn't make it. That's, that's how we're different. There's uh-huh. a lot of little things like that. Key, keys in your purse. You know, how do you not have keys to the because house? Because I purse? changed purses. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that problem too. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I have yeah. this in one purse. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a few more questions before. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. But what are your favorite qualities about each other? I'm sorry. And you, you can go first. Uh, what you can. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. I like the fact that, um, you know, I can take her just about anywhere. And, you know, and she's going to fit in. She's going to figure out what to say to people. So I don't have to worry about your your ability to you know, pretty much have a good time, kind of whatever you're doing. Mm. Um, she's very, yeah, she's a risk taker. I mean, um, I, you know, I, I didn't, I started flying when I was 14 and she'd never really flown a small aircraft. So she stepped out on a limb early on in our relationship and was scared to death, but you know, she, she kind of figured it out and now she loves to fly. So, I mean, that's a, that's a nice quality that she's, willing to uh to look at things that probably would scare a lot of people to death but mm-hmm. but get through it you know okay so um so being a risk taker in, in some ways has has been fun and in other ways we've had to kind of sort through them you know so um so i like that and she's very beautiful and i like that about her as well that's nice thank you all right susan well i think my favorite qualities about him are you know, um, they're all, they're really the reasons I married him and that, you know, he is, I do tend to be a little more flighty. He is, you know, I, I tend to be, you know, like this and he's like this. 
And, you know, I need that, you know, we experienced Hurricane Harvey terribly. Uh, we were flooded and we, our home didn't flood, but my mother's did a few blocks. Uh, well, it, it's about a six minute drive. And when I found out my mom was flooded, you know, I just, I just take off and my car wouldn't make it out of the little area at our little subdivision, but he knew I better go with her because no telling what she's going to do, you know? So, and that's, that's how our life is. Wait, mm -hmm. I'm coming. Cause he, he just doesn't know what's going to happen. You know? Well, she's the only person that, you know, we had to hitch rides to a area where we could start hiking in. Um, when I say Through hiking, water. it's, the, the water is up to chest deep. Rats and snakes are I in mean, it. So we're wading through water, chest deep. And she basically talks a person out of their canoe, which was in the back of his pickup truck. I have no idea um, how she would talk someone out of a canoe during a, a, well, you know, a flood like this. But yeah, we end up with a canoe <laughs> to, uh, and, and the guy came back and picked it up later you know, from, from our house. But uh, yeah, we ended up with a canoe and it took us about four hours to uh, to hike in but yeah she she'll just kind of plow plow right through and I, and i did go to make sure she wouldn't get into trouble so uh well here i don't think that anything is insurmountable i think mm -hmm. that if we set our minds to do something and we really set our minds with with full intention of getting what we want nothing can can get in our way and and that's where we do differ as well but um i like the fact that he is very steady Mm. And he's also attractive. Um, <laughs> and he's a good dad. Our kids, Aww. our girls love him. Yeah. So good. And our granddaughter adores him. So yeah, lots of good stuff. And he's, he's great at what he does at, at his profession. He's very gifted. And I like to watch him help people. He really enjoys that. So I think we both also that's something we don't realize we have in common. We do love helping people. We just do it in different ways. Mm. I picked up a drunk guy the other day and sobered him up stranger you know he would never do that in a million years um but mm -hmm. he helps people at the office you know and gives a lot of service away if someone can't afford it um so oh. i think we just have things in common that we take for granted that we don't even realize you know okay. how has your partner helped you grow in some way i think she's very per persistent you know she is uh if she wants something if she wants to accomplish something she will not stop until it's accomplished and i think the story about rescuing her mom was a pretty good example. I mean, we're mm -hmm. literally walking through chest deep water. We can't see streets or roads or anything. And, and we were just kind of plowing through. And there's many other examples How of that as well. How many hours did it? It was what, four hours? It was four hours, yeah. Um, for a six minute, you know, and Correct. by car, it takes six minutes to get there. But, uh, wow. you know, but there's a lot of examples about that. And I think that has rubbed off on on me and I think I've benefited from that kind of persistence and I think I am very persistent. Um, but I probably, you know, I probably wasn't that way when we first met, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm, that's, um, I think that from, from my perspective, that's what I think. Well, I think people quit, um, too often right before they're going to get, they're going to reach their goal. Oh, and I think okay. people give up. And if you have a dream in your heart and a passion, man, you just have to keep going for it. And it doesn't mean you're not going to fall down, but you just have to get back up. Um, and I, I think something about Rob that, that, well, he doesn't overreact. Mm. That's a good thing. He doesn't overreact. I used to, I tended to overreact um, about certain things. 
and um, he's calm in situations. And I think that's rubbed off on me quite a bit. You know, just, you know, realizing, hey, it's okay. What, you know, it's not a big deal. I think that's, that's made me better. And you're still working on it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. Any last piece of advice for the listeners? Anything that maybe you want to share that you haven't shared on just how to, you know, make a relationship last? What do you think? Well, um, you know, I think that there's a there's a lot of benefit, as we've sort of alluded to, in, in terms of, you know, building a family and, and having having your family together. Um, I would argue that, you know, we've, we've been through a lot of things together. However, the benefit still outweighs uh, the hard times that we, that we went through. And, you know, you only get one chance at life. You, you get, you get the opportunity to uh, build this life. And, you know, if you do it right from the beginning in terms of not having you know, a broken family and that type of thing. I think that that's, uh, I think that's gonna, I think that's helpful. I think that's beneficial. And that's kind of the way we've lived life. You know, even though we have the problems that we've had, you know, I think we're, we're enjoying the, um, the fruits of that at this point. That's kind of the way I see it. Of staying together. Yeah. My advice would be, you're not always going to like your your person. Mm -hmm. You're just not. And then there are going to be times that you're elated and over the moon and very in love, but there are going to be times that are just stagnant and rough and you look at them and you think, Oh my God, you know, there are that, that's got, that happens. And it's the ebb and flows of life. And it's not always going to be cloud nine. And, you know, and another thing though, a piece of advice, and we told our son-in-laws this is you know, I don't, I don't believe and I, that women are made to carry a huge burden um, financially. We're not, we're, we're so spread thin as women to have a second income, um, to raise the kids, because I don't care as far as we have come a long way, baby, right? We have, and I'm all mm-hmm. about women's rights. Please don't get me wrong. I, I cherish my right to vote. And I mean, I, I've raised our girls to be strong and independent women, but there are things that personally, I don't feel like we're made for. I think it wears us out. I think it makes mm. us depressed and I make, you know, anxious. And here are women who, okay, well now two people rely on her income and she has to take a six week old baby to daycare and go back to work. That's hard. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that kind of, we need to reassess that. Um, mm. I, because just, I think too many pressures are, are put on. And, I, and I'm not saying that's a pressure that was put on me necessarily. I'm just saying that if, if in, a, in giving advice, that's something that uh, is really important. That women, we are, we are sensitive creatures. And mm-hmm. I'm proud of the fact that I am sensitive. And he needs to understand that I'm not a man. You're not living mm-hmm. with a man. You're living mm-hmm. with a woman, you know? And, uh, and you're very fortunate to be living with this woman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, that would be my advice is for men just to realize, you know, that women are feminine and um, treat them that way, you know? That's, that's, that's good advice, especially um, today. Uh, I'm a little bit more traditional, so like I kind of agree more with you than, um, you know, a lot of people now. 
on dating apps and all that stuff it's yeah yeah it's different culture <laughs> it is a different um, culture but there's a lot to that too i mean I, you know i would do a dating app as a single woman i would uh, but because they use a lot of the tests to to pair you that we had to take a test and uh, we took the minor sprig and um the reverend that married us said we're the most compatible couple he had ever married that's what he do said. you know your your myers-briggs types do you remember what? so many of them now what are the choices i'm an um, e oh yeah that's right entj i'm an entj i forgot we are off by one there's one that's different but that complement each other oh, i'm barely okay. barely more extroverted than introverted barely so, oh. yeah okay so, interesting i don't remember uh, what okay. she's definitely yeah, an e yeah, I'm yeah. E she's not an ENTJ. I can tell you that right now, but she's an maybe e ENFP. That's what yeah. I am. Yeah. I am an okay. ENFP. I kind of could tell because I have a lot of friends who are ENFPs. So that's my guess. <laughs> I was like, I feel like she might be ENFP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm INFP, so I'm one letter off of from you. <laughs> so that's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing. I, I love having these conversations because I learn so much from every couple and just love hearing your stories and just everything you've learned. Well, it's our pleasure. And I'm sure like our listeners will learn a lot too. So thank you so well, much. Well, I mean, we got in an argument on your podcast. It's real. It's real. Yes. It's real. Yes. Not scripted. Not, I mean, that's life, you know? Yeah. Couples are not like, well, humans, we're not perfect. And no. So... Yeah, that's right. We're not. And you still love each other, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We'll so just yeah. <laughs> just because you disagree on something doesn't mean you don't love each other. So that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, well, thank you so much. My last question. I always forget. Yeah. And do you have anything you want to share in terms of like social media or projects or anything? I always let people share if they want to. We have several businesses. I mean, uh, we have two podcasts ourselves. Uh, one mm. one with Peak Peak Performance, which is the um, clinic which is the clinic. That's some, that's when we just started, but then uh, office automated is our other business. And uh, we help business owners automate their marketing and operations so they can enjoy more time freedom. Well, that's, something. that's built out of the nightmares of us running a small business. Okay. So, uh, you know, so, so we have a software that helps accomplish that and then different, different marketing. Uh, you know, we, we have personnel that helps them put together a podcast, for example, if they want to, or a graphic artist to, update their website or all kinds of, um, you know, video editors. We but teach them how to market themselves. Basically. Yeah. Nice. The, the, the overall, the overriding idea is to give them, you know, time freedom, financial freedom, so they can enjoy their lives. A lot of business owners are definitely kind of bogged down in the, in the putting out fires and trying to make enough to, to make it. And if that wasn't the case, then 50% of the businesses wouldn't fail after, after five years. I mean, it's a well-known stat. Mm -hmm. So running, mm -hmm. running businesses, not always easy and we try to make it uh, easier. So we help a lot of professionals, um, dentists and other chiropractors, medical doctors. Uh, we have a hospital, financial advisors, all kinds of different, you know, professionals that we, that we support. So yeah, that's called Office Automated. That's our other business. All right. Well, thank you right. again, Susan and Robert. Thank you. Well, thank Good you. luck. <laughs> Good luck with your uh, projects as well. Yeah. Doing thank a great you. job. <laughs>
Thanks. Good job. Thank you. Good to meet you. Bye. Good to meet you too. Bye. All right. So that is it for this episode of the How to Relationship podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much to Susan and Robert again for being on the podcast. If you want to check out their website, it is linked in the show notes and video description. If you're watching on YouTube, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at How to Relationship Podcast on Facebook. If you want to be on the podcast, if you're in a long-lasting relationship or if you know of a great couple that you think should be on the podcast, please send me a DM on Instagram, message on Facebook, or you can also email the podcast. It's htrelationshippodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you like how my hair looks and you think it looks nice and smooth, well, that is thanks to Nature Lab Tokyo hair products. I highly recommend it. I love how my hair feels when I use them. They have different products depending on what you want to achieve. I use the repair products. So if you want to try them out for yourself, you can use the link in the video description and use coupon code HTRPOD10 to get a 10% discount. Everything is linked in the show notes and video description. Again, I'm your host Anais Lucia and I hope to see you back here again for another episode of the How to Relationship podcast.